Well, good morning. It's good to see you guys. It's welcome. We're so glad that you're here today. Our first Sunday as the Porch Community Church. So, isn't that great? <laughs> Woo! Wow. Um, I want to just say we're so glad you're here. We're glad that you chose to be here today. Some of you have been around for a while. Some of you are coming back. Maybe you have some roots here on this campus in this building. And, and, um, but it's a brand new day for all of us as we go forward and start out um, in ministry to our community. And I am super, super excited for that. Um, my name is Shannon Patterson. I'm the lead pastor here. And um, I am honored and humbled and privileged to be able to to um, walk forward with you guys and and what we're going to do in ministry in in this community um, I want to say a couple of quick thank yous before we get into the message this morning just for some people who have really made um, some of this stuff happen so I'm going to ask uh, Ryan come on up here um, Ryan Lindsay has been our contractor he's also a partner in ministry in our church and uh, he's come alongside. He's also a musician on, on the side and loves to, I mean, he's probably, are you deaf, Ryan? Have you lost your hearing from being a musician? Yeah. So you are an actual musician then because only good musicians are deaf. So, um, but Ryan, what do you say? What? Um, <laughs> Ryan has been our contractor and he and his crew have been here since I think May like the first week of May, and they have transformed this building. And uh, so I just want to say a special thank you to you for your heart, for the ministry, and, and you happen to also do this pretty well too. So okay. thank you so much. So we all thank Ryan for being the... And there are, there are several others. I want to definitely say a special thank you to Max Ward, um, who has made the grounds and the landscaping around here beautiful. Max, where are you? He's coming maybe this way. And his son, Stuart, uh, he's, he's been helping and, and doing a lot of stuff too. So I want to ask the Ward boys to just come up here and give a wave and just say thank you. And well, don't go backwards. You got to keep coming this way. Um, but uh, Max and Stuart, you guys have just been... And I'm really thankful for you and all you guys have done. Uh, you were out here this morning blowing it off, and you were out here putting plants out and making it look beautiful, and it's just a blessing. I know you guys have roots here in this place, and so uh, I'll say to you guys, welcome home, and I'm excited for continuing doing ministry with you guys, but thank you all. So y'all thank the ward men. Thank you. And I know that there's a bunch others, so I would love if we could get the house lights up a little bit. If you have done, I'm gonna hear, if your company, if your business, if you came on a work day, if you've done something to help this building, this thing get to where it is today, would you stand up? Because we just wanna say thank you to you as well. So, some nice crew of people. Thank you all so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And then I get the privilege of working alongside some people who will try to keep the ship afloat during the week and so that we can all get together and, and party on Sundays. Um, and that's our amazing, amazing staff. Um, Justin, you met. Justin, if you want to come up here, and Josh. And Kristen is over, our, our, our kids' pastor, Kristen, is over in the backyard. That's the name of our kids' building. And um, she's on crutches because she sprained her ankle last night. So there's that. And um, so you can definitely pray for her. But I went over there just a little while ago, and she's got her leg propped up. She's got a bunch of amazing volunteers around her. And the kids are having a blast over there right now. 
Um, the last I heard, she was asking them what exci- what's exciting that happened in the past week, and that'll probably take up the whole hour when you ask kids what's happened exciting in the past week, so you just never know what you'll get. Um, but Joshua Harrell is our communications and community groups coordinator, and he has been phenomenal in getting this place up and running. If it's got a wire attached to it, Josh has had a hand in it. Um, you have made this happen, and you're also really passionate about community groups and helping that get started and get going. And so, Josh, thank you for your expertise and your humility and your humor and all the good stuff. So I love you, buddy. Thank you. Y'all thank Josh for what he does. And, the, and of course, you've heard, already heard Justin sing. That's one part of what he does. He is our worship and student pastor. And he does an amazing job alongside his wife, Allison, and a whole bunch of, of volunteers and helpers. And they have an incredible ministry. And um, we wouldn't be standing on this stage if, if uh, you and I were not part of this thing together. So I'm just so thankful for you. And I love you. And I'm looking forward to where we're going to go. So love you guys. So love you. And Josh matches his daughter today, his, his two-year-old daughter and her, or one-year-old daughter, her uh, banana outfit, so that's great. So, um, And we also have uh, Casey Van Nortwick and Tinley Kiger, who are incredible part of this ministry. They're probably hiding because, I don't know, they're like that, but... Um, Tinley is our serve team coordinator, and she has, if you met someone today with a red shirt that said, welcome to the porch, Tinley helped them help you today. So she's done a phenomenal job. She's also a student uh, ministry assistant. Casey helps in worship. She's also going to help with kids ministry and student ministry. So we've got an amazing team. And then just our awesome team leaders, our volunteers, our tech, our band, it's awesome, y'all. I, it's really, when I say that I am humbled to be able to be a part of this, I mean it because I am surrounded by awesome people and I'm just this mediocre person in the middle. But man, it is awesome and it's great to be a part of it. So um, would you pray for all of us as we try to help lead, you, lead this, this ministry as we go forward? Please remember to pray for us. Um, I'd really appreciate that. So um, last thing I want to say as far as welcoming people to hi is uh, my family came out from Oklahoma. So I want you all stand up and say hello. My dad, his wife Trish, my sister Bridget, um, and we, we speak Southern too, so if you say, hey y'all, they'll understand, so it's okay. Um, maybe not so much the grits, we're not sure, but we'll we just say, hey y'all, and we'll, we'll roll with that. So. so as we begin this, really it's like a new era when you think about it, as we begin stepping into this new history that we're writing as a church, uh, I thought it would be really good if we went, if I shared with you a few things. Um, about two years ago, I do uh, write, I write stuff down. It's kind of how my messages get formed a lot. And, and I was writing things down one day and I was thinking about how, what was it that Jesus did? So I was going through the gospels. I was looking at the red letters. I was reading all this. And I was thinking about what it was that Jesus did and then I was, my thought process was, okay, then if this is what Jesus did, then how is it that in 2017 at the time, but in 2019, how is it that the church can do that too? Well, what does it look like for the church to do what Jesus did? And so I started writing these things out, and I came up with seven of them. And so what I thought we would do over the next couple of weeks is share with you what these these. Uh, these things are that Jesus did what were the things he did and how as a church can we do them and so 
I want to share that with you, how we'll, how we'll impact this community. And so what we will do is we'll do what Jesus did. And you saw in the opening bumper the, the bracelets, the, the WWJD. Who's got, a, who's got a what would Jesus do bracelet on right now? I know a lot of you do. I see them. And they came out like a couple of decades ago. And, and then they, but then they're here. They're still here. And I see them. And I know, I guess sometimes I'm kind of out of touch. But I started to see the, the H. W-L-F and I'm like what is that and I mean as you guys know if someone gives you some initials you can come up with a lot of things that it stands for and I and but then I was like oh no it's he would love first and it's an answer to that question what would Jesus do that's the question the answer to that bracelet is he would love first I mean isn't that isn't that great I mean it's it's so simple but it's so true that as followers of Christ we should do what Jesus did and he loved first so as I was thinking about and writing down these things that Jesus did, and as we were planning and, and kind of looking ahead a couple of weeks ago or months ago now as our staff, we were talking about this series and what it's going to look like. I, I shared with them those things that I'd written down a few years ago, and we were like, you know what? If, if, it's, if the question is what would Jesus do, and the response, the answer is he would love first, well then this series and what we're going to be about is H.C. WT. Did I do that right? Yeah. His church will too. What would Jesus do? He would love first. His church will too. What would Jesus do? He will love first. His church will too. And so that's what we're going to talk about over the next couple of weeks is how as a church we will too. We will do what it is that Jesus has done. So we're going to look at this, um, and we're starting, rather, I think, rather fittingly on this day, on this first day, is we're going to look at the, one of the things that I noticed Jesus did as I read the Gospels is that Jesus came to make things new. I mean, Jesus was all about establishing new. He was all about coming into, I mean, he, he stepped into a world in regard to religion where everything was it was so stringent and by the book and you couldn't do this and you couldn't do that and you must do this and you must do that and there were these laws and then there were all these other laws that had been piled on through the ages of extra biblical commands that, that would make you most holy. They were man-made things. They were, they were, it wasn't from God and there were all these things and it had become this heavy, huge, like, experience to try to be a holy person to try to follow after God and then Jesus comes on the scene and he starts to do things and say things that made all of that really stringent by the book stuff it, it started to shake it it started to make it you questioned it like well hold on a minute this is what I've learned but that's what he's doing and they're not they're not the same thing so who's right are we right is he wrong is he right are we wrong no one ever likes to admit they're wrong so they were gonna no, he's wrong we're right we've got all this and so Jesus comes into this and he starts talking about things being new and he starts talking about establishing a new covenant see the thing was is that there was God and there was man, there were people. And because of our inability to be perfect and the fact that we mess up all the time, that God could have nothing to do with us. And so there were, for a time, there were these laws. They were given to us. Do these things. Make these sacrifices. Offer yourself. 
you know, make, do these things and you can get a little bit closer to God. But the problem was is that the steps that were taken and the sacrifices that were made were never, ever enough. All those laws, all that stuff by the book, it was never enough. They could never get really right there with God. That was the old covenant that had been established. And Jesus comes along and he establishes a new covenant. And what he does, folks, is he steps in between God and all of us who have messed up, which is all of us. And he says, no, I'm going to bring us all together. I'm going to establish a new covenant. I'm going to be the sacrifice once and for all. I will give of myself. I will pour out my blood. I will break my body. It will be given up for you so that you can have the right relationship with God that you were always intended to have. This is what happened. Jesus comes to establish this new covenant. And so he comes on and he starts preaching this. And the, the established old you know, traditions, this is how we do it, this is how it must be done thing, they didn't like it. I mean, it, it, I mean, imagine if someone comes along and you've got this great career going and suddenly they say, well, we don't, we don't need you anymore. That's not, you know, that shakes your world a little bit, right? And this is what was happening. They were being told that everything they thought was real was, was nothing. And so Jesus comes on and, and he says, I'm coming to make a new way. Now, before I go any further, this is the most important thing I'm going to say this morning. Because I don't want to skip this part. Because sometimes when we talk about Jesus came and he died for all of us, when we talk about Jesus came and gave his life so that we could be in relationship with God, we kind of make it really big and corporate, which is true. I mean, he's given himself for all of us. But I want you to hear this for a minute as an individual. That Jesus came to establish something new in you. And he wants to do that today. So whatever it is you brought in here today, whatever it is that you're weighed down by, whatever it is the burden that you might feel, whatever it is that you feel has been holding you to your past and you just can't seem to shake it as much as you want to get past it, you can't. And it just seems too much. Maybe someone's told you, no, this is how it's got to be and you feel like you're, you're so attached to that. I want you to hear this today. Jesus came to make things new in you today your present and your future do not have to be determined or defined by your past Jesus came to make things new and as a church we want to offer this too now, we don't have the ability to do what Jesus did but we can stand here and tell you about it and then we can, send, we can go out from here and we can go to our jobs tomorrow. We can go to our schools and we can go do what it is that we do all the other days of the week and we can share that message that Jesus came to make things new in someone's life. Jesus came to make things new and his church will too. I mean, every time Jesus spoke, he challenged the old ways. It was constantly, and we find ourselves in Matthew chapter nine today in verse 17, it's the only verse I want to share with you. But what do I want you to do later? Yeah, read chapter 9. I want you to go home and read chapter 9. Read chapter 8. Read chapter 10. Go home and read what's really going around this. All right? Find out. Because what I know to be true is 
you're going to go home and read chapter 9 and God by the Holy Spirit is going to show you something totally different I mean in addition to what we're going to talk about and it's going to be exactly what you needed to hear so go look at this later but in Matthew chapter 9 verse 17 Jesus is answering a question that has been asked of him and the deal was is that Jesus is doing his ministry everywhere he goes he's talking about new he's shaking things up people don't like it there's some really like just super religious people that cannot stand what he's doing because it's it's against basically everything they've been trying to build up and they're they're really bothered because there was this rule there was this law there was this thing about fasting like withholding food and what these religious people noticed is that Jesus Jesus and his disciples they weren't fasting they weren't observing the fast the way that the other people had been doing it and so they come and ask him and they're even like even John the Baptist and his his disciples fasted why aren't you doing this so they were always trying to like pick at him you know and get after him and so this is Jesus's response and it might seem weird that's why I gave you a little context to why he's answering this but what Jesus does as he often does is he he answers with like a, a a story that gives you a picture like in your mind I mean it's a really simple response he gives but it makes you think a little bit and it also kind of goes oh yeah that makes sense so why aren't your disciples fasting Jesus why aren't you doing what we did verse 17 Jesus says no one puts new wine into old wineskins now see a wineskin was made out of like goat skin or some other animal skin and they would take it and they would pour the wine in it and then they would let it sit and and ferment and do what it needed to do and Jesus is saying no one puts new wine into an old wineskin for the old skins would burst from the pressure spilling the wine and ruining the skin so then they're both they're both ruined he said new wine is stored in new wineskins so that both are preserved so Jesus is being confronted with this and he answers them about wine like what is what is this about like we were talking about fasting and now you're talking about wine now I know I mentioned wine and some of you go oh what is she talking about hmm. you know you were kind of not really paying attention and then I bring up wine you're like hmm what's she gonna say about this hmm. so Jesus he's talking about wine and, and he took this opportunity here's what he did Jesus use this opportunity to speak about what it means to really be made new that you can't take something new and try and insert it back into something old and it's not going to thrive in that environment it's not going to work it's not going to happen and you know what folks that's what I, I wanted you to hear as individuals that the Lord that God wants to do something new in you because for a lot of us we're, we kind of take a half step into okay Jesus you can have me I think and then we want to step back into the old and it just doesn't work and so Jesus is saying this, we, he, what it means to really be made new, to make the shift, to make the shift from living by a public, outward, rule-following faith and shifting to having an authentic, spiritual life that is founded in Jesus Christ. This is what he's talking about. This is, this is what he's offering. And, and so when I read this, what I find Jesus saying is that you cannot put new ideas into old mindsets. That you can't take often new ways and, and insert them into old ways and they fit. There's going to be conflict. 
that you can't get new results with old behaviors. I mean, what is the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. So this is what Jesus is saying. And so when asked why his disciples did things differently, Jesus responded with logic. He's like, with the basic science of new wine and old wine. Here's what happens. When you put new wine in a, in a, in a skin, in a, skin, a wine skin made to hold it, when you put new wine in there, it starts this fermentation process. It starts to be, it basically is going from Welch's to, you know, whatever, I'm not a wine drinker, I don't know, whatever, something really fancy wine, okay? So that's what we call it. From Welch's grape juice to fancy wine, okay? There's a process. There's a process, and that's that fermentation. And so while that wine is in there, it's like releasing gases. You can look at your neighbor if you want to right there. Um, it's really, are you, are you fermenting? What are you doing? It's, firm, it's releasing gases, it's bubbling, it's an active biological thing in that wineskin, right? And if you put new, and so when you put new wine in a wineskin and it does that thing, the wineskin grows. It moves and it shapes according to what all's going on in there. And then eventually when the fermentation process is done, that skin, it, it develops its, its permanent shape. And it starts to become kind of brittle and hard and it's there and it protects that wine and it's there to be used. Now, if you were to take that wine skin that's settled in and has its own shape now and poured out the old wine and then put new wine in it and then it starts doing all its bubbling and fermenting and all its thing and releasing gases, that wine skin is gonna burst. It can't stretch anymore. It can't grow anymore. It's, it's, it's where it's gonna be and that's what Jesus is saying. And his, his audience... They knew this. They knew this. They knew this was the process. They knew is how it went. And he says, you can't. He's like, listen, you're asking me about the old wineskin, and I'm here about something new. You're asking me about all these man-made, heavy, burdensome things that you think are going to make you holy, and I'm here to talk about something new. This is new wine and a new wineskin. Now, I don't, I'm not saying they liked the answer, but that's the answer that Jesus gave them. And so we have to, as we think about this, so Jesus came to make things new, folks. As a church, we want to do that too. We, we want to be able to do that too. We want to be able to present the gospel of Jesus to people in new ways, in innovative ways, in creative ways, in ways where we're not bound by maybe something that has been old and brittle and shaped and it can't move and stretch anymore. That's what excites me about this new opportunity to be this new church in this community. And so what I, I think is really important is that what we pour into this wineskin, all of this, what we pour into this in the coming days and weeks and months, folks, it's gonna be really important. It's gonna be really important. And so I was thinking about what is it that, that we need to pour into this wineskin that will so that we'll be able to relate to our community in, in the name of Jesus for years and years to come. Because one day we're going to be old wine. So what are we going to do? And I wrote these down that if we need to put into this new wineskin to make sure that we have an outward focus for those who are not yet with us. And you might be thinking, where are we going to put these people? <laughs> well, they're going to sit in your lap next week. So, you know, dress comfortably. 
We have a 930 service, by the way. Um, but we need to make sure that we're thinking outward and not inward. So what that means is some of our preferences will need to be put to the side. Because we want to put into this new wine an outward focus because this is about the gospel of Jesus. This is about people understanding that, that Jesus came to make their lives new. And we want that focus there. If we put into this new wineskin, in our, in our, I already said this, in our inception, innovation and creativity, we want that to be a part of who we are. I, I love the fact, I think, we, you know, we've, for those of you that have been with us for a while, you know that it's kind of like, who knows what's going to happen today, you know? And, and that's because we've kind of put this in here. We want this to be in here as well, innovation and creativity. I want in this new wineskin for us to choose to partner in ministry together. You, you've heard, some of us, you heard us say this. We're, we're not, you don't become a member of the Porch Community Church. We're not receiving members. Now, if you want to partner in ministry with us, we will gladly say, come on. Because we don't want people to think this is just an organization and you show up and you, you, know, and you sign your name in a book and that's it. No, no, we're partnering in ministry together. There is ministry to be done. There is ministry that we don't even know about that is to be done, and it's not going to happen from me. It's going to happen from you. There's ministry to be done. And so if we choose that, if we put into this new wineskin, if we see, if we understand the importance of, of serving in our church and serving in our community. There's a lot of folks wearing red T-shirts today helping you get in here and get to your seat. They can't do it every Sunday. We want, we want them to be able to come and worship too. We want them to be able to go out of town. We're going to need you. We've got the next steps wall right out there. You can find out ways you can be involved and how you can serve. If we, I want us to put into this new wineskin, so we want to put in this, this wineskin that if you're a partner in ministry, we actually want you to partner in ministry. We also want to put into this wineskin, we want to embrace community. We want to embrace the importance of community groups. And that could be four people, it could be 40 people. But we want to embrace community. Our student ministry is an amazing, beautiful example of the power of community and how people can grow closer to Christ, how, how you can witness and share your life with other people in community. And I want that for all of us. All of us. Not, I'm, not, I'm not saying everybody but you in here. I'm saying I want all of us to find our place in that. So I'm excited that Josh is going to be leading, um, you know, helping our community groups get started and get going. And you can, you can find out more about that. In that, I want to say this. You know, in serving and partnering in ministry, one of the things I love about what we're going to do is, yeah, occasionally we might have like a big initiative for missions or something. But you know where our real community impact's gonna happen? In our community groups. What we're, so it's not like, hey, y'all just sit there and wait for six months and I'll tell you something you can go do. No, we wanna turn you loose as community groups. And you, you know people, you know situations, you know circumstances, you know organizations that need help. And so you and your community group say, we're gonna partner with them. We're gonna go help them once a month or once a quarter or we're gonna support them financially or whatever it is you're gonna do. I love that. Some of our college students in the last couple of weeks, Jerry, get me, help me if I'm wrong here, but you recognize some people that needed help. And so you got with your portal crew, that's our college ministry, and you said, let's do something. And y'all are helping, a, is it a family out? 
Yeah, they're helping a family out that really needed help. Why are they doing that? I didn't call Jerry and say, hey, Jerry, um, I, I went through the phone book and found somebody. Can you help? No, no, Jerry saw it, and he wanted to help, and he asked his community, and they said yes. And I know y'all are rolling in the dough. All college students are so rich. So they've given the means that they have, and God has provided, has he not? Yes, he has. So we want to put this in our wineskin. We want this to be who we are, to, to impact our community, and to not just go, yeah, I'm going to show up for worship every now and then. Listen, I get it. I know there's people in this room, and I know they were at 930, and, and the, the, the biggest faith step you've taken was just driving here and walking in the door. I get it. Trust me, I get it. That was me. That's where I was when I was 24, was just showing up and walking in the door. I understand that. And I understand that even though some of you are like, man, it's kind of dark in here. There's some of you in here going, I'm glad it's dark in here right now. I don't want people to see me. I get it. I understand. But at some point on our faith journey, and we're all on one, at some point, you got to step out of anonymity and step into community. And I know it might not always be easy, and the people in that group might be awkward, but I'm going to break it to you now. You're awkward too. We all are. So find a group of weirdos like you and, <laughs> and impact your community, am I right? You found some weirdos. Weirdos for Jesus. Let's pour this into the new wineskin. Let's do this. So that, so that we can, so that we will never one day, please Lord, please make it never happen that someone us why are you why are you refusing to do it in a why are you so stringent why are you so why is it so just firm and you won't move and you won't budge and and why won't you when it's obvious that God wants you to do this but we say oh no 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 this is who this is it God may it never be so for the sake of your kingdom for the sake of the gospel of Jesus Christ may that never be true of us as the porch community church so let's pour this into this wineskin let's do this and because what i believe is that we are positioning ourselves as individuals but also as community that we're positioning ourselves with the blessing of god okay that's the definite none of this happens without the blessing of god but we are positioning ourselves for fruitful purposeful impactful ministry in our community people's lives can be changed for eternity and then that becomes a generational thing folks because when someone says yes to Jesus there's a really good chance that they're going to tell their kids one day about Jesus and then if those kids grow up to love Jesus guess what they're going to tell their kids about Jesus and before you know it one person's decision becomes generation upon generation upon generation of people who love God and that's big and that's way too big for me to try to do by myself. I need you. Justin needs you. Kristen needs you. Josh needs you. Tinley needs you. Casey needs you. Our ministry board needs you. Our serve team leaders need you. This is big, folks. This is big. Let's pour this into this wineskin. Let's let it get in there and let it start bubbling and releasing gases. Are y'all ready to release some gas? Because Jesus 
came to make things new. And guess what? Say it with me. His church will too. Jesus came to make things new. His church will too. Now, I'm gonna, the band's going to come back up. I'm going to ask the band to go ahead and come on up here. And we're going to close out our time and, and, and just in praise to God. You know, we call this song we're about to sing, technically speaking, in our jargon and when we're planning services, we call this the response song. Because we believe that it's, it's an opportunity for you to respond, for you to think about the, the word that was just shared, how it is the Holy Spirit spoke to you. And then we followed up with a celebration song because we want to celebrate God and what it is he's doing. While that's going on, though, I want to offer this to you because on June 30th, we chartered as a new church in this community. And I know some of you couldn't be here that night. You, you were out of town. You were doing a thing. And so we did this at 930. We're going to do it the next couple of Sundays. We're going to let people still be a charter member. That's like, whoa, I used that word. A charter partner, excuse me. See, I caught myself. We want you to be a charter partner in ministry with us. And so I'm going to ask any of you who plan on partnering in ministry to go ahead and come on up. If any of you are here, go ahead and stand up. You can come and stand down here along the floor. Uh, we had about, I don't know, 30 or so at 930, partner in ministry. So go ahead and come on. This would be the time if you plan on partnering in ministry. I know it always takes that first one. Way to go. <clears throat> And what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you while y'all are coming, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. And they're two really important questions, by the way. And then if you say yes to both of them, um, then we'll direct you over here. And you know what I'm going to do, um, uh, Joed? Let's do this. It'll be a little different. Um, Joed, if you wouldn't mind taking the, the book that people can sign their name in, and would you actually put it in the lobby and so folks coming up, I want, to, I want you to hear this. After we ask these questions, you're going to go out that door right over there, okay? Joette's going to stand by it. And you're going to go into the lobby and sign the book, and then you can come back in through that back door, and you can come back into worship, okay? But this is what we, we want you all to do, um, and this will kind of help create a little, a little space. But look at all these. Man, y'all look at the congregation there. Look at the, These are good-looking people partnering in ministry today. It's like we could do like a calendar or something. So, um, folks, I have two questions for you. And, and the answer should be yes or right on or heck yeah, whatever you want to do. Um, but the first one, this is the most important, honestly. Because this is really what it all hinges on. And it's this. Are you followers of Jesus Christ? If you are, okay, you already said yes, you are. Okay. So now here's the other question now as far as partnering in ministry here with the Porch Community Church is will you do your part as a, as a partner? Will you, will you be here? You know, yeah, you'll be here in worship. Yeah, you'll be here. Man, we've got a disciple now weekend coming up in a couple of weeks. And my goodness, we're going to need the whole church to help. We're going to need host homes. We're going to need drivers. We're going to need um, people that help contain the children's. Um, you know, and I mean, we got to feed them. I mean, it's going to be huge, and we're going to need your help. So will you be here? Will you, will you pray for the church and the staff and, and the people? Will you say, I'm, gonna, I'm going to, we intend to find a community group and partner with that group and grow in Christ, okay? And will you say, God's given me talents. He's given me opportunity. And he's given me resources. 
And will you give part of that to this church so that we'll be able to do what we need to do in this community? All right. Would you turn her again? And folks, welcome these folks in as they partner in ministry. Woo! So, um, Steve and Pat, if, you will, if you'll lead the train into the lobby and y'all can sign our, our charter uh, partner book, Steve and Pat, lead the way. Just ride the train in there. Woo, woo, okay. Hey, now I'm gonna, I know, I shouldn't say things. If it's not written down, I shouldn't say it. Hey, folks, pray with me as, as they head out. Father, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You have done in a really short time what most people would say is impossible. You've established this. You've provided for this. You have, you have moved in people's hearts and minds to say, I want to be a part of this. And you've done this. But God, I'm even more excited that you're not finished. This is just the beginning. And I know that you, we sang that at the beginning, are we ready? Oh Lord, I want to be ready. Help me to be more ready. Help us to be more ready for what it is that you're going to do. And God, as we turn our heart back towards this time of, of, of music, which is so powerful, and it speaks to us in ways that the spoken word really never can, God, would you remind us of how you have moved in us? And for those who have, maybe today's the day that they're finally understanding that there was this gap between themselves and God, and no matter what they did, it wasn't enough. And today they understand it is Jesus. It is Jesus who offers the forgiveness of our sin, who gives us new life, new hope, new purpose. And they stepped into that, God. I celebrate that, Lord. Help us to be a, a church, a group of people that will walk with them on this journey of faith. And God, now as we return to you our gifts, our offerings, our part in supporting the ministry, Lord, would you bless what is given? Would you use it for your glory? And for those of us that we don't do the the envelope thing or the check thing. We've already done it. We've done it online. We've set it up that way, Lord. Would you remind us of our part in that today? Maybe we've been, we, were, we intended to do something and, we, and we've kind of gotten lazy about it, Lord. Would we recommit that to you today and be intentional about supporting your church? Thank you, God, for what you've done, for what you're going to do. And we pray all this in the mighty, wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.